Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, the show that talks all things wedding and wedding-related topics. Whether you're planning a wedding or whether you're in the wedding industry, this show will give you tips, advice, and helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. I'm Rich Luggett with Black Tie Events, a full-service DJ entertainment company, and we are based in Atlanta, Georgia, with also offices in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Hillis, with ACH Events. Morning, Abby. Good morning. Yes, I am the owner of ACH Events, and we are a full-service wedding planning company based out of Austin. Good. How you, how you feeling today, Abby? Good? Dude, I'm ready to go. I'm excited for this episode. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And Abby actually just got back from Jamaica, so we're going to talk did. to her during the show, and she can tell you about the resort she stayed in case you're looking for a place to uh, stay for your honeymoon. It would be so perfect for honeymoons. So I should totally share that. Perfect. We'll, we'll jump into that. First, we want to do a couple of sponsor thank yous. If you guys want to listen to the show live, it runs on the Phoenix Radio Network, and the show runs every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and also Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern Time. So you can check it out there. But also, if you have any podcasts, uh, if you're a podcaster and love listening to podcasts, we're on any and all podcast platforms you just search wedding pro radio and we have uh, i think 16 episodes up there that you guys can listen to and we're doing more and more every day lots of great content lots of great stuff that'll help you plan your big day and if you're a vendor lots of great information where we talk about and interview other vendors and uh take care of all that for you so check us out on the podcast also want to thank ach events abby's company black tie events for their sponsorship and DJ Songlist, which is a great planning app, which will help you put together a playlist of songs for your DJ or band. You just download it on the Apple App Store and um, get to work on it, and you can pick some great songs for that. So we've got a super cool show today. We usually uh, interview wedding industry folks, but we thought we would bring a bride in, and this is a bride that uh, Abby's been working with, and um, she's going to explain the process and how she kind of went about things, so you guys can kind of hear it from that perspective. So we want to welcome... Chelsea Timmons to the show. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, good morning. Excited to be here. We are so glad. And you got an interesting story. And, and um, <laughs> so you, you were what we classify as a COVID bride. You got mm. your, your whole planning got derailed because of uh, the COVID-19 virus. So yep. share a little bit about how that started and um, just kind of fill us in on what's going on. And um, I'm sure Abby and I have a million questions for you. Yeah, interesting is a fun word for it. Um, And certainly not unique. You know, I'm aware of how many people were impacted by this. But um, to summarize the last 15 months, we were originally supposed to be married May 2nd of 2020 in Austin um, with the wonderful Abby, other planner, um, when the world shut down. And late March of 2020, we held out hope for half a second before we realized that Texas had planned to reopen on May 1st, which uh, was to be our rehearsal dinner. And we thought, well, that's probably not going to work. So we originally worked with all of our vendors to move it to August of 2020, thinking surely, I think like everybody else, um, this is going to be a quick little jaunt. Um, And Fortunately, I will say all of our vendors were lovely and super accommodating. I know many people have horror stories, but I feel very blessed with all of the vendors that we've uh, that we had and still have. They have all stuck with us through this. So um, they, you know, were all accommodating the move to August, and then of course the July Fourth 
uh, spike happened last year and we just thought, well, yeah, this isn't going to work. And I'm using much calmer language with you all than I, <laughs> than I used originally, I should clarify, but, uh, so we kicked it out a whole nother year. Um, but we went ahead and got married at my church, uh, in Dallas, which turned out to be lovely and honestly, kind of a blessing. We just had 20 members of our immediate family there. We had a dinner after and a brief dance party, you know, thanks to a Spotify playlist. And it wasn't what we planned, um, or what we thought that day would look like, but it was, it was beautiful. And then we are lucky enough that actually next Saturday we're having what I'm calling our wedding celebration um as originally planned in austin so awesome you know two for one (laughs) so so quick question for you abby and i talked about this on a a couple episodes ago about Uh how covid's kind of forced people to do uh more intimate gatherings Mm -hmm. and you said you had 20 people there Mm -hmm. and uh the point abby and i made is that that it's kind of a cool thing that you get to have, you know, your favorite people in the world in a small group where you know that you're loved and supported. Is that kind of how you felt? Absolutely. And, you know, I think the forced um, hand, I'll say, uh, of having to plan something of that size and sort of the, by nature, exclusions that we had to make ended up in such a special way, um, you know, because typically having only 20 people at your wedding would be upsetting to a lot of your friends or your family right. or your your mom or, you know, whoever. And by nature of it, it, it sort of allowed for that door to open. And I think, you know, as we move forward and as we've even in the past, what, six, nine months as it's opened up, I've seen more and more people kind of choosing to keep it small, right. still blaming COVID, right? But I think um, I think it sort of allowed people who would have wanted that originally to have it. So yeah, it was definitely more, more intimate and special. And then I think the second thing that it showed me was uh, – I was, I'm more creative than I gave myself credit for. Uh, originally in planning, you know, I sort of relied on the obvious vendors and I outsourced, you know, my paper goods and everything like that. But with having to replan twice and having two weddings, you know, I don't have unlimited budget, unfortunately. Um, and so I started to sort of do it all myself. And, and I prior wouldn't have called myself creative or like a DIYer and, now for that smaller ceremony i did a lot of it on uh, minted actually but then for next week i was like i can do this and actually i've designed all of our paper goods myself That's um, awesome. and so it, it it's a weird it's a weird blessing to give your you know wedding timeline a little bit of breathing room um wouldn't recommend it honestly but i'm trying to find the positive in it yeah, well, which is and, and which is why I wanted to bring her on, right? Because, um, well, one, she like had the great idea, and then two, <laughs> you've just always chosen to take the high road, and you've never let you've never let your emotions get the best of you in terms of dealing with the vendors, and you've always mm-hmm. chosen a road of appreciation, and I think it goes a really far way, and you have a group of vendors who kind of would do anything for you at this point because of how gracious you've been and how positive you've been and understanding and all of those things. And I think that's, that's like a huge reason as I wanted people to hear it from your perspective, because I think you do have a very just unique and, and wholehearted perspective that 
um, you know, other brides that may be in, and grooms and, and anyone getting married that can listen to this and think, okay, yeah, me, me too. I've been in that same boat. And mm-hmm. like, it's a, you know, it's a choice that you, these are the cards we've been dealt. So what are we going to do with it? You know, like right. we got to figure it out. We just got to keep pulling our pants up and just figuring it out, putting our bootstraps on, figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And you've done that. And I just, I don't know, from, from my perspective, it's, very much appreciated well it sounds <laughs> like you, you sounds like you didn't freak out which is is the great thing i mean you, you kept a calm head about it and said hey we're, and you, you looked at the glass half full mm-hmm. instead of half empty and and that's a great thing so you know abby and i talk a lot about hiring wedding professionals rather than yeah. uh you know just your run-of-the-mill folks or people who may do it as a sideline and it sounds like in this case, it really helped you out because you hired really, really good professionals who were willing to work with you and guide, guide you through that. Um, so talk about that process a little bit and, and working with the vendors. Yeah. Uh, so I, before I started anything, um, so we, we got engaged in the spring of 2019. So right. 145 years ago, we started this. And <laughs> um, what, what my fiance and I did was sit down and just talk about like what we what we wanted the day to feel like not necessarily what we wanted it to look like or where we wanted it to be but just you know what's the point of this and I think one of the things that's helpful in making decisions for a wedding is just really understanding why you're having it um and and some people everyone has different reasons for that right? right um we for us the marriage part of it was really important and we wanted to make sure that everything we did that day sort of centered around that, but then secondarily that everyone has fun. Um, I've attended a lot of weddings in my life. I think I've been a bridesmaid 12 times. Um, and they're not always worried about the guests. Right. Um, and so we sort of had that vision in mind and I filtered vendors through that lens. And when I spoke with vendors, um, I made sure to think like, would I, feel comfortable chatting with this person like does this seem like not necessarily we didn't have to be best friends but I wanted to feel comfortable enough to ask questions because mm-hmm. I've never planned a wedding before right right, right. and I and I want them to feel comfortable enough that they like me you know as basic as that sounds and so uh that was sort of the filter and then truthfully I I set my budget and I picked three vendors in each category and those are the only three I looked at and the only three I talked to and I picked from there and then I unfollowed every other type of that vendor on Instagram because what happens is you pick your florist and then you're scrolling and you're like oh no this is the most beautiful florist in all the land and it's like no you made your choice and so um I think those two filters really helped right you sort of you set your mission almost and you filter through the lens of does this person match what I want out of this day and how I want to behave in this day and then you narrow the playing field because goodness especially in a city like Austin there's so many fabulous vendors I mean I could have taken nine months to pick some of them you know now, how did you, uh, just out of curiosity, how did you find each of your vendors? Was it a recommendation? Because one of the things that Abby and I talk about is if you get your planner first, your planner mm-hmm. can kind of direct you in that area to vendors that she knows uh, or he knows do mm-hmm. a good job. And, and can you go through, does, is that kind of how the process went? Abby kind of made recommendations or did you get them through the venue or through, through friends? A combination of... Uh, extensive Google stalking and Abby. Um, okay. So I love to take recommendations. I would ask Abby 
in many areas, hey, do you have a person for this? And she has wonderful recommendations. Every person that I've used from her recommendation has been phenomenal. Um, but I, uh, I also did some pretty heavy stalking on Instagram and, you know, Wedding Wire. Those reviews are really important. Oh, yeah, um, and it helps to just have a conversation with people. So like I said, once I narrowed it down to three people, I had kind of a stock email I'd copy and paste. Hey, here's who I am. Here's what I'm looking for. Can we talk uh, about, you know, my vision and whether that works for you um, if you're available? And I think that phone call was really helpful too um, because like I said, it, it, it's kind of like dating in a weird way. Yeah. You're not, you're not for everybody, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and so I highly recommend, you know, all my friends that have gotten engaged since, I say ask your planner, ask your trusted friends, and then do your research. Look on Yelp, look on Wedding Wire, look on Instagram, you know. There's a bunch of comments about how they didn't show up on time, right. you probably don't hire them. Yeah, like. yeah. Well, and, and you know what, Chelsea, Abby and I talked about this as well. Um, one of the great things about Wedding Wire and The Knot is you can do a reverse search on reviews where you can actually mm -hmm. see the bad reviews. Mm -hmm. And typically, you know, not not everybody is going to please everybody 100% of the time. You, you know that some people are going to have bad reviews. But if you go and you're right. looking for a vendor and there's a glaring issue that pops up six, seven, eight times, yeah. Or, or you know, you can kind of read between the lines and find out that, uh, that you know, maybe this isn't a big deal for this vendor, but another vendor is having it, it, this issue come up again and again and again. You know, that's a great source, and it's great that you did that because, uh, you know, we, we preach really investigate your vendors and hire mm -hmm. a true wedding professional to get through mm -hmm. that. So kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I feel like I had good advice along the way. And, yeah, I, I agree on the – the recommendations from Abby. And then, you know, if you get a photographer that you really love too, and you need a videographer, they probably know someone. So, yeah. you know, once you get those, those relationships started, ask all of your vendors for recommendations. Absolutely. And, and often what I found is the most active, you know, actively tagged accounts on the wedding Instagrams of the world aren't always super, uh, available to the average budget. And so you have to sort of keep your expectations realistic um, when you're looking for vendors too. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So we are going to take a break and just a uh, clarification before we take a break. If anybody hears any squeaking in the studio, I have a new uh, nine-week-old puppy who uh, <laughs> chirps every once in a while when he wants to get out of his crate. So if you hear that in the background, just kind of know, hey, it's it's COVID, baby. We're working with everything we got. So uh, got him in the home studio and in the crate. So we are going to come back in a couple minutes with more Wedding Pro Radio and more chat with Chelsea right after this. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today 
and see how easy music planning for your event can be. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Got a very special guest. Uh, Chelsea Timmons is with us, and she is a bride who has a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks. Giving us great advice on how she uh, and Abby have been working together to pick vendors and get the wedding ready and also uh, talking a little bit about how COVID impacted her plans and how she's had to change those a little bit. So Abby, I know you had a quick question for her. Yeah, well, I just, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, you're talking about forming relationships with your vendors. And I think one of the things that set you and I up for such great success in working together was that, um, you know, you guys from the initial start were like, hey, let's go get drinks. Like, let's just sit and talk. And I think we ended up sitting and talking for almost two and a half hours mm-hmm. um, and at, a, at a restaurant bar in Austin. And I, I just think that there's a huge benefit to that and the people and the clients that like are willing to take the time and actually get to know me so that I can get to know you guys. I think it set us up for better success with understanding what your wants and needs were and how you would be approaching the whole situation that we did end up having to deal with with COVID. And I know going forward, it's not always going to be a thing, but I do think that like building and investing in those relationships with the important key players in your wedding can help so much when um, you're planning your wedding. And so, I mean, I guess maybe just support on that and just saying like, you know, do you agree from your perspective it was the same way or like are there things you would have done any different? No, absolutely. And you know, I, I slightly mentioned this earlier when we were discussing sort of the filter that I used to pick those vendors. But I I really mean what I say when I use the filter of like, could I be friends with this person? Because I think, you know, rather than just being this purely transactional relationship, I wanted to make sure that everyone in attendance at this, you know, if we get down to brass tacks, like this giant party I'm throwing at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're having a big party and you're inviting a lot of people to it, but we wanted it to feel like everyone's there on purpose. And that included my vendors. So for me, building that relationship is really important. I don't want you to have a bad time on that day. I get, I'm paying for your services and this is your job, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a good time too. And so I think that for me that getting drinks made a lot of sense we also got drinks with our photographers thought they were really fun talked about their dog you know and so i think that also lended to a little more leniency when we had to move twice uh like i said i have many friends who have really bad stories of sort of getting hit with double fees or losing all of their money or their vendors just sort of being like sorry you're out of luck i don't want to do your reschedule and i 
you know, of course I'm not blaming my friends. I think everyone had a lot going on in the middle of these um, changes for COVID, but I think you're right that building that relationship and sort of having rapport and kind of a more personalized experience with these vendors, like I said, instead of just being just purely transactional and email-based and sort of, here's what I need, why does it cost that much? Because I think that's... <laughs> a whole different thing That's we can literally. talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, budget's a whole different issue. Yeah. Uh, budget and expectations. But yeah. I think just sort of going beyond that and really getting into a relationship and basing it on that mutual, you know, desire for this party at the end of the day to go really well. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So, following up on that, you know, one of the one of the things that uh, that I love to do with my clients is actually have a conversation, if not by phone, then in person, mm-hmm. and uh, and chat with them. And these days, um, you know, I found that everybody wants to do stuff via text and email, and I keep mm-hmm. and you can't establish a relationship that way. No, um, you can't. You can't tell what. Uh, look, I, it amazes me that people hire a DJ specifically through email without ever even hearing their voice. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's pretty important. That's you, bananas. Yeah, <laughs> you want somebody that that can actually speak the English language, uh, you know, eloquently, because they're going to be doing the MC duties and introducing you, and they're going to be the party mm-hmm. host that night. So, mm-hmm. so I agree with you wholeheartedly about how uh, you know, reach out to your vendors. I mean, if you can't sit down and have a drink with them, at least have a conversation with them on the phone or yeah, or, or, or FaceTime. Something. Yeah, there's something. so many avenues. Absolutely, these days. Zoom. There's mm-hmm. so many ways to do it. But you also get a more uh, a more one-on-one relationship with them that way. So, so I think that's a great idea. You know, one of the other things I wanted to touch touch on with you is you talked about uh, the party aspect of things. Mm-hmm. One of the things I try to tell clients whether they hire me or hire somebody else is that I think uh, the dancing and the party aspect of the party is huge. I yeah. think, and, and I tell my clients, look, when, when I am done at the end of the night, not only do I want you guys to be happy, I want people to go home and say, I had so much fun tonight. It was a that's blast. Right. And that's what I want them to remember. And I think people lose focus on that, but it sounds great that that, that sounds like the type of party you're going to have here in a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. that, that that's the focus because some brides just get caught up, in my opinion, just focusing on themselves and their wants and needs and not thinking about the 100, 150, 200 guests you're gonna have there and what they may enjoy. Yeah, that's exactly right. I always um, encourage friends or you know myself or my fiance slash husband, you know, whatever. <laughs> He's both, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, like, let's put ourselves in the shoes of the guests. Like when we, when I, especially, right, like next week is my wedding. So I'm doing all that last minute prep and I'm like, okay, how is this going to go? They're going to walk into the lobby. I need a sign there because they're not going to know it's on the second floor. And then once they get to the second floor, what is going to be there? And really, I mean, truly visualizing what that day feels like from the shoes of a guest, just from a logistics standpoint, because I think if the logistics are off, if they don't know where to go, you're, this is not going well you know, from minute one. And so you don't want to do that. You want a smooth day and you want it to be fun and true to you. So I agree with you, like a dance floor at a wedding, my time to shine. I'm here for it. So that for us is like number one, but there are, you know, brides and grooms out there who aren't dancey people. That's fine. But are your guests? Because if your guests are, you should probably still have a DJ that's super dancey right right and i think that's 
the second sort of layer to making sure that your guests have a good time is to your point, don't just think about yourself. Of course, it's your day. Like, of course, it's your party. But when you have a party, you also have to consider the guests that you're inviting there for it. And you have to think through what is fun for them. I think, too, another sort of aspect of that guest angle is I call it personalization. And a lot of people think that means like, you know, a giant $600 neon sign with your name. I mean, I guess that's what it could mean, but it's not really, it doesn't need to be that complicated. I've had the best time at weddings when there's these little touches that are specific to the couple. You know, just something as simple as having the beer you had on your first date at the bar with a little sign explaining that, right? Like that doesn't cost you any more money. You're having a bar anyway. Right. So just trying to make sure that there's these little touches that differentiate this from any other dinner and dance party um, sort of solidify so that when that guest goes home, they're like, oh my gosh, that was so much like Susie and Bob and we had so much fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, Chelsea, no, that's great. Chelsea, you nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Because it's like, you, and I t- coach people through this, like when we are going through the guest list, I have to tell them, like if you wouldn't take this person on a $100, $200 date night, then they, you know, don't put them on the list. And so you have to kind of think like, you know, going through that aspect of like making sure you're making it for you and it's the people that are important to you. But it's also like, you got to think about your guests and the experience you want your guests to experience because of the two people that are getting married. So what is it about you two that wants to create the experience so that when people leave, it's like, yeah, that was Chelsea and Jeff's wedding. Like Mm -hmm. that was, that was all then it was all like, it had that them written all over it. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I try to explain to people is you don't want to think too much of it about the guests to the point where you're planning your entire wedding around the guests and nothing to you. Right. You want them to experience what it's like to be you guys. Like, mm-hmm. what is it important to you? How do you live your life? Like what, what, and that's where I think like all of those little details that you're talking about personalizing is, is so important where it doesn't take a ton of energy, but it's just like, what is it, you know, is it serving Amy's ice cream because you guys went on your first date? You know, whatever right. it is, make sure you bring those in so that it's part of the entire experience that your guests get to experience. Yeah, there's, right. a, there's a healthy balance. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's a balance between that. You know, I just did a wedding where the bride and groom had uh, little table pop-up things. And they, um, so each person was at a different table. And on the table, it was uh, destinations they'd been to that they loved. And they just Cute. had a little note about it. So they had a yeah. little pop up with a picture of the, you know, whether it's, I think one was, uh, you know, San Francisco and another one was Ireland. And, you know, just, just little intimate stuff like that is, is super, super cool and, and makes it real, real special. Mm-hmm. So, Abby, um, tell us a little bit about the party that you guys are planning together because it's coming up in a couple <laughs> of weeks. I want to hear a little bit about this. Yeah. So it's at the W Hotel in Austin. Um, and actually it hasn't been a huge wedding destination hotel. They do a ton of events there. Um, but Chelsea's is actually going to be one of the, I think, were you like one of the first, especially one of the first big ones, I think there, right? Yeah. They they had gone through some changes. Um, I want to say like 2016, 2017, 2018. And so when we toured in 2019, you know, they were just, they had just hired a new events manager there and trying to get back in to the wedding groove. Uh, so yeah, I think, uh, the original (laughs) was going to be one of the first larger ones. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's right next to ACL Live, which is really cool. It's mm-hmm. much more, I mean, it's exactly what they want. It's much more of a party atmosphere, very urban and modern. Mm-hmm. Um, terrace outside for the ceremony, reception inside in the ballroom with a really big um, foyer, as I guess my realtor friend taught me that's not foyer, foyer, like, or, or whatever to, you know, fancy. It depends, how, it depends know. how fancy you are. I know, yeah. it depends how fancy you are. But yeah, so like to have cocktail hour in there before they have this whole experience of coming into the reception mm-hmm. um, band with um, some fun surprises that we're not yep. going to talk about. Yep. <laughs> but yep. we've got some surprises up our sleeve and um, I'm excited to help facilitate that. And overall, it's just, I mean, I think also knowing that you guys are already married, there's a little bit of the pressure that's off. We were talking about that oh, uh, yeah. last week, but there's just a little bit of pressure off because it's, a little bit more of like a vow renewal type. Uh, hey, everyone, we're already married, but we're going to remind you all that we're already married mm-hmm. and, and, and what we're, we're vowing to each other. And then really this gets to be more of a focus of like, let's just have fun. Yeah, exactly. And some of the, uh, yeah, the pressure <laughs> is lower. And then some of the changes we've made in the past 15 months, especially since we did officially get married last year, are fun. For example, my uncle Jack, who's also my godfather and one of the funniest people I know, is going to be our quote efficient for the ceremony type part because we don't really need an efficient and it's more personal for him to kind of facilitate like a reminder just so you know like you guys made these vows are we still good with that i mean i hope i (laughs) think he's gonna say that differently but it's gonna be similar right because everyone there knows we are married and but we want that ceremony moment i want those bridesmaids i want you know to walk down the aisle with my dad with all those people looking at me and (laughs) i mean truly right like let's be honest you want that moment where you're like yeah i know i look good yeah keep looking (laughs) and so but we want to nod to it we want to acknowledge like okay guys like we all know this is kind of just for the pictures right like we're here (laughs) but like they did it and so i think those kind of touches make me even more excited if we had gotten to have it in may it would have been just as fun some of the surprises abby alluded to we already had plans but i think now we are just able to be so much more fully ourselves in it rather than kind of sticking to it uh like you know like sticking to the traditional script so it should be really fun well it's all about customizing in in my opinion and and you know my only regret is that i don't get to work with you chelsea i wish i I would have known i would love to have come to austin for another one it would have been fun i know yeah because you you, you sound like you're the perfect bride you have the great attitude um you know and you're not you're not taking it too seriously Mm -hmm. um and that's that's key to keep your sanity uh, and, yeah. and, you know, this is great advice for all brides who are out there and they're trying to plan. You know, let your professionals guide you and just hang back and, and put your input in and put your own personal stamp on it. But don't freak out. Don't don't go crazy yeah. with it because you, you can get obsessed with it and it can really, for really sure. take, over your, take over your life. And I think another point uh, along those lines that I've really learned over the past, you know, 15 months in the postponement especially that I don't. I'll admit, I don't think I did a very good job the first set of planning time that I had is letting people in and letting people help. I think you get a lot of horror stories about moms or mother-in-laws or bad bridesmaids or whatever. Aunt Susie has an opinion about your cake flavor. But what I've learned is 
trying to put that in perspective. Like yeah. at the end of the day, they're just trying to be involved. Yeah. Nobody really wants to stress you out. Nobody wants to make you mad. They want to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. And so what that lens has been so helpful with my family members because I am a planner by nature. I Part of my job is event planning, so I guess we should clarify that. I, I came in with a little bit of skill here because um, I do events for my organization. But and so I'm, I'm very capable and I don't need my mom's, you know, advice necessarily on whether or not to do a plated dinner or a buffet dinner, for example, but she wants to be included. And so when you get these requests from family members or from friends or not even requests, suggestions, sort of opinions, try to filter it through what are they really asking? And most of the time, what they're asking is, I want to feel involved. I'm excited for you, and I'd like to be a part of it. So there's some things that maybe you don't care about, or maybe you hadn't considered as important for your day that you can offload as jobs to include people. Um, an example for me is my mom loves when there's like the baskets in the bathroom that have the mints and the hairspray and whatever. I hadn't thought twice about it. I don't think that's something I would have put on, you know, as important, but I know that that's something she likes. And so I've asked her to be in charge of that. And then she goes and she's made these very cute because she's very creative and fun and loves a good theme. So everything matches our flowers. She went through like three different stores to find the hairspray that has the pink in it, you know, but <laughs> But now she's included, right? And she's excited and she's like, oh, here's what I'm contributing to this. And it just sort of smooths out those edges where instead of just sort of waiting for someone's opinion and getting mad about it or getting defensive about it, just how can you include people? How can you bring them in? Yeah. Um, and you know, that doesn't mean doing something you don't wanna do. I guess if I was vehemently against bathroom baskets, I wouldn't have asked her to do that, right? But I don't, about that and I mean that in a nice way that's just not something that was of importance to me so can I offload that can yeah. I give that to someone else and say here's a job for you why don't you do that I think that's great we are coming up on break hey Chelsea did you want to hang on for our third segment with us come back with the third segment no sure if you'll have me we would love to have you and we'll be back with Chelsea and Abby and Rich with a little more wedding pro radio right after this ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy to use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. 
Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Having a great conversation with Chelsea Timmons. She's given us the viewpoint of a bride and has given some great advice on how to handle things and how she maneuvered her wedding and how she picked her vendors. So we're super happy to uh, have her here. She's going to sit in with our second segment because Abby, I know next to me, your favorite radio host is Bobby Bones. And we talked about him (laughs) earlier. He may be above me, maybe. Um, And we talked about him earlier. (laughs) And we talked about him earlier, slightly. And we talked about him earlier and uh, his wedding that was coming up. And now we got news that they actually did it. Yeah, so I've been like trying to figure out where they were going to get married, and then the huge surprise was that it was actually at Bobby's home in Nashville, which was, I mean, he has a phenomenal home, so it makes sense. But uh, again, kind of going along the theme of what we've talked about today is just having, um, you know, kind of switching your intimacy and like the importance of, you know, wedding and like what what is it that, you know, I don't know, maybe two years ago would they have gotten married in their home? Would a lot of people have gotten married in their parents' home? I don't, like, I don't know. That, yeah, maybe not because it just wasn't a thing. But yeah. because wedding venues became such a thing, but now it's kind of like, hey, I've got this great location and this great space. Like, what can we do with it? Um, and they they did some really cool stuff that I wanted to share. They had these uh, like their planner designed sunshades over the ceremony area, which was amongst a bunch of really tall trees. And that was really cool to just provide extra shade. And it's kind of like the ones that you see, um, like they, they look like they could be permanent shades, but they're not. Um, and that was just really cool. And I thought that was a great idea. And then um, they had the, the unique customized ice cubes in all of their drinks with their initials, which I thought was a super cute uh, personalization to the day. They had a string quartet that floated on in their pool and each had their own little like white no way yeah and so each there's three of them and they were all floating and during the cocktail hour like they had live uh, string or i guess there was four of them but i I think there's only three in the pool but they had their own little spot in the pool that they floated on and they played which how they engineered that i'm not really sure but it was incredible now i can i gotta interrupt you right there abby because you and i have talked about string quartets and how they're so um particular about their instruments and the environment that their instruments are in how did that conversation go saying hey we're gonna have you guys float in a pool with your violin and your cello how did they get on the float yeah i mean i had a lot of questions when i was looking at the pictures but yeah there's a lot of negotiation and i'm sure a price tag that came along with it yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i'm sure it was smoothed over by a lot of money yeah yeah you're probably right yeah probably right yeah and then um they they just they did um so i guess one of because bobby doesn't drink he's not he doesn't drink alcohol and he loves sonic and i guess one of their things was when they were dating he'd always pick her up from the airport when she was flying back and forth between nashville and california he'd pick her up from the airport airport with a sonic drink and so their send-off had put a ring on it onion rings um and like a Nashville hot chicken slider (laughs) 
and you could like basic and a bobby water which was like some concoction and you like they had like a thing where you like walk up and order and it was like a sonic thing they just did a really i don't know you know they didn't pay for the venue but they did a really cool job of making it about them and bringing in like certain little experiences that are unique to their relationship but still making it a super fun experience for everyone so kudos to them and congratulations because it looked like an awesome day well and, and they personalize it which is what we just talked to chelsea about is, yep, is personalizing yeah, exactly. it and making it your own but still thinking about the guests so awesome yep. Yep. well bobby and caitlin congratulations uh again if you need to do a anniversary party or something down the line abby and i are available please <laughs> call you. us we'll tag you on anything and, and love to be i will float in a pool so uh, <laughs> so just let me know i'd love to do that so, yeah, same, same. So good segment, Abby. So Thanks. now I'm going to do my DJ tip of the uh, tip of the week for uh, for you guys, and this is something that I uh, I started doing a couple of weeks ago after I saw it at another wedding, and um, it's a great tip. So I'm excited to hear you guys chime in on it and and um, tell me what you think about it. So we all know at wedding receptions, it's important for the couples to go around and get pictures with groups of tables and uh, groups of friends and that kind of stuff at, at a reception. But it sometimes bogs down the reception. Sometimes it takes, uh, Abby, you know this, sometimes mm -hmm. it takes forever to go table to table and visit everybody and the photographer's following them around for like 30, 45 minutes and they're chatting. So there is a new thing that I've started doing and it is called the picture game. And basically, it accomplishes the same goal. What I'll do, and you got to get get the photographer. If you're a DJ, you got to get the photographer on board with this, and also talk to your planner about it, so she doesn't freak out when you start doing it. So make sure you <laughs> approve everything ahead of time. But basically, what you're doing is you're doing a song. You play a song, find like a three, three and a half minute fun song. The bride and groom can pick that. You explain to the crowd, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the picture game. I'm going to start this song, and the bride and groom are going to run table to table squat down, get a picture taken with the table, and they have to get it done in the allotted time of the song. So then you start the song and you say, on your mark, get set, go. And the bride and groom run to a table and the photographer falls and they take a quick picture here. They move over to the next one, quick picture there. And the whole time you're emceeing it and you're having fun with it. Guests love it. They're clapping, they're cheering, they're rooting them to come onto their table. So just thought That's it was so a, fun. Yeah, I just thought it was a fun little thing you can do at the end of dinner before dancing starts just to kind of make it fun and, and enjoyable for everybody and uh, also get the goal of getting all the pictures done with all the guests that you had there from mm -hmm. table to table. So, Well, because you know every guest wants a picture with the bride and, Absolutely. Or bride and bride or groom and groom. Like every guest wants that picture. So it's like mm -hmm. at least you can get those professional ones accomplished and done um, and then you can kind of move on and not have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you and I both know that it, it, sometimes that stuff bogs the reception down. I mean, when mm -hmm. you only have, after everything's said and done, maybe two hours, two and a half hours to do the dancing, mm -hmm. you take mm -hmm. 45 minutes or 30 minutes to go around and go table to table to get pictures and say hello to everybody, then, uh, you know, it bogs things down. So this gets both accomplished and saves time. Yep, exactly. So exactly. there is your DJ tip of the week, guys. Hope that one works for you. Talk to your DJ or your band and see if they want to institute that if you thought it was a good idea. Um, now, Abby we got a, uh, and Chelsea, we got a question from Jennifer in Orlando, Florida. And she sent in a question that says, I'm working on my reception timeline. Should I do all the events up front or should I space things out throughout the reception? And Abby and I, you and I, you actually, you and I talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago. And we had differing opinions on it, but then you and I came to a consensus, uh, I think. I don't know. Maybe you changed your mind. But So here, here's, what, here's my advice. Every vendor 
has a different perspective on how they do the event. Um, some some vendors, a, a DJ has it from a different perspective from the photographer, from the caterer, from the planner. Um, the way I like to do things is I like to space things out because when I look at an event, I know that there's some people who don't want to dance but are looking forward to seeing the cake cutting or the toast or the first dance and there are other people who just want to dance. So. My typical uh, agenda that I suggest to my clients, and again, I'll do it however they want to do it, I'm just making recommendations, is that you do your introduction and first dance right up front, and then you give people time to mingle and eat a little bit and do your dinner. Coming out of dinner, you do any of your specialty dances, the father-daughter, the mother-son, uh, wedding party dance, and then use that to springboard and open the dance floor. Um, have a little bit of open dancing, come back, do toast and cake cutting together, uh, and by this point, you're probably at the midpoint of the reception. Um, after toast and cake cutting, a little more dancing, and then bouquet and garter about the you know 45 minutes before the end of the night. Go ahead and take care of that, and then you'll have one more dance set. So what you're actually doing is you're giving people who want to dance three or four different blocks of dance time, and you're getting people who don't want to dance a little bit of uh, something to look forward to for the next event that's coming down. So that was my recommendation. Um, Abby, what do you think? So I. After we've talked about this, I totally am on board with your recommendation. I think the only thing that I would say to not doing it that way is we've had two uh, two clients stand out to me that we've had, and one of them, their entire day was structured around they wanted three hours of straight just like straight clubbing, dancing. yeah, clubbing. Yeah, like yeah. they wanted it to be a club. And I get we that. didn't even have a sit down formal dinner. Like there were stations, and everyone literally just ate and danced all night long. There wasn't. I think we did with one of them we did a first dance and I think that was the only to do there was no cake cutting like we literally we cut everything so I think you know again it goes back to the theme of this entire episode of you got to do what like What's you want your you. experience yeah. to be and like what it is about you guys that like you know resemble like the day has to resemble that and so if that's what's important to you great but I do think giving those dance people those like almost required breaks makes a whole lot of sense because it's a lot to dance for three hours. Well, and, and you know what, Abby, you hit on my exact point is dancing is an aerobic activity. So if you're doing if you're doing 30 minute set or 45 minute dance set, people can can do that. But they're going to want to take a break for a minute and get yes. a drink and kind of kind of hang out a little bit. So yeah. I totally understand the people that want to do everything up front and then make it a club feel for the rest of the night. And I think that's a cool way to do it. I just know, in my opinion, that weddings have a wide age range of guests. Yep, yep. And unless your wedding reception is all, uh, you know, 35 and under, um, it's probably going to be tough to pull that off. Yep. What do you think, Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, I think on the theme of personalization, I think that's important, right? But you also, going back to putting yourself in the shoes of a guest, there's certain things they expect. And I get, you know rolling the cake out and cutting it and feeding it to each other seems like mm, that's silly but like I'll tell you my grandma is gonna love it yeah so you <laughs> yeah. kind of have to think through things like that yeah. we aren't doing a bouquet toss or the garter toss I think many people are kind of skipping that yeah. um these days but yeah and and of course you know I defer on things like timeline uh that is totally Abby's I tell my vendors all the time I trust you so yeah. whatever you say, like, that's why I hired you. I have no idea. So I trust you. Tell me when to cut the cake. Um, and I think that's, I think that's a really good way to go if you hired the right people. 
Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So Jennifer in Orlando, Florida, we hope we gave you some advice and a little bit of guidance. If uh, anybody has a question, please email Abby at A-B-B-I-E at WeddingProRadio.com or you can send a question to me, Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. And we'd love to have you in on an episode. Also, if you're a vendor and have a question or want to get on a segment, um, please reach out to us as well and let us know. So now we're getting into the music portion of things, which is right up my alley. And so, uh, guys, just so you'll know, one of the new trends now in background dinner cocktail music is Yacht Rock. In case you don't know what Yacht Rock is, it's kind of uh, mid-tempo, 70s, 80s, early 90s rock songs that people love. People do that as uh, background music for dinner and cocktails because it's a little more upbeat, a little more dancey rather than your standard contemporary jazz or jazz standards or even classical music that some people do for cocktail and dinner. So I put together a list a couple weeks ago. And by the way, if you want to see any and all our lists, you just go to Spotify and you type in uh, DJ Songlist dash Wedding Pro Radio or WPR, DJ Songlist dash WPR. You can see all the playlists that Abby and I put together, and there's some great ones up there, so you guys go enjoy those. So I put together a top 50 Yacht Rock songs, and then I said to Abby, Abby, I want your top 10 Yacht Rock songs. So this week, we put Abby's list up, Abby's top 10 Yacht Rock songs, so we're going to talk about those a little bit. Abby, are you ready to chime in? I had so much fun with this. I probably spent way too much time on picking these out, so yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So coming in at number 10 on Abby's Top 10 Yacht Rock Songs is the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. <laughs> we know this one. This one's classic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every single one of these, in my opinion, is classic. But I, I like, want to get married just so this list can play. Chelsea, you got to pull from something. <laughs> I'm in. So that was number 10. Coming up at number 9, Little River Band Reminiscing. And Abby, well, I forgot literature. about this one. I love this song. Well, so I didn't really know about this one, but then I started listening to it, and it grew on me, so I was like, it's making a list. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people don't know about Little River Band. They have, what, like, four or five really, really good songs. Yes, they do. You guys ought to do. check them out. They're mm-hmm. great artists. Um, coming in at number eight, Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft. This Classic. just reminds me. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I was going to say it reminds me of my grandparents. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and, and it's a great summer song. I was going to say, you could listen to this in Jamaica. This could uh-huh. be the thing you're playing while you're out on the boat or, or doing uh-huh. whatever. Um, coming in at number seven, Pablo Cruz, Love Will Find a Way. Pablo Cruz is also all over Yacht Rock songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that They have like three or four of them that are really, really great. So uh, I love Pablo Cruz. And they have, um, there was, there's another guy, God, I can't remember his name, but but he was branched off of Pablo Cruz and has a couple of Yacht yeah. Rock songs. So. Coming up, one of the Yacht Rock mainstays, Abby has them at number six, Hall & Oates with Rich Girl. So I've jammed out to this song since, like, college, So, and I know it was from way before that, but this is, like, this is a, a classic. Yeah, this, this is a great one. I love Hall & Oates, too. I've seen them a couple of times yes. in concert. They're great. Coming in at number five, and I use this to open the dance floor sometimes. It's one of my favorite songs, Lionel Richie with All Night Long. For some reason, this song just reminds me of you, and I, mean, I don't know why, but like, also didn't realize that that's who sang that. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> ah. I know, this is a good exercise for me. Well, I love that we edumacate you, Abby, every time we're on the show. So, coming in at number four, You're the Inspiration by Chicago. 
I feel like Chicago's borderline yacht rock, but I threw them in there because I'm obsessed with Chicago and I probably could have made a whole list on Chicago songs, but they had something had to go in there. We know Chicago is one of the few bands that does a full horn section with yes. a band which I absolutely love. I love that they Me do too. a full horn section, so that's great. Coming in at uh, number three, one of Abby's favorite bands, and we know her favorite uh, female singer, Stevie Nicks, head of this band, Fleetwood Mac, with You Make Love and Fun. I thought it just was, I don't they have a lot of great ones, but I felt like this was more wedding appropriate. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, I don't think the chain would have gone over very well, but, but <laughs> this is a good one. Coming in at number two, Africa by Toto. Yes, I had this one as number one, but then I switched it because number one had to be number one. This is a great one, and you know what? You know what? This actually mixes really well with is "I Want to Dance." Believe it or not, "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. You start off with this one, and then pick up the tempo a little bit, and go to "I Want to yeah. Dance with Somebody" and just keep it cranking. I want to see that in November. Can we okay, that yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the DJ tip of the week right there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And coming in at number one. This is Abby's all-time favorite Yacht Rock song. Again, we are counting down Abby's top 10 Yacht Rock songs. Number one, a little Rick Roll, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. I, don't know. I need to hit the horn. It's just, I mean, for a wedding, too. I could even see this, like, starting the dance floor. It's like, good for everyone to it's dance great. to. It's great. But it's just such a good song. Well, and Chelsea, I told Abby that we had this one. Um, we did a couple of middle school dances when COVID oh, came in. Oh, big deal. Yeah. And they, and they were requesting this. Middle schoolers. Really? Yeah. Oh, because of the TikTok? I, I guess so. I guess so. Gosh, Maybe. I just sounded so old when I said the TikTok. <laughs> the TikTok yeah, thing. Know. So I will say, Abby, I'm disappointed because my number one favorite Yacht Rock song of all time is Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Lucky Glass. Brandy, You're a oh. Fine Girl. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So here's my question, ladies. If you listen to the lyrics of the Pina Colada song, it's about a mm -hmm. guy who puts an ad in a paper and then he goes and meets a, his girlfriend mm -hmm. because she put an ad in the paper and nobody mm -hmm. ever asks the question, what the hell are you doing running an ad in the paper? It's like it's not even a big deal. I, I don't get that. It's like not even a big deal. Yeah. It's a confusing set of lyrics, I'll tell you. Um, but great, catchy tune. It so is. It is a good song. I just I, I just sometimes I dive into that and get so wrapped up in, in listening to the lyrics and thinking, <laughs> yeah. what the heck is going on here? So, all right. While I'm over here like, I like to dance, so this is a good song. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. All right. Well, we are going to uh, take a break and come back with a little more Wedding Pro Radio right after this. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. 
Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio. So, Abby, I thought it was so cool that we had Chelsea on to give a bride's perspective. You know, we talk about everything from a vendor's perspective um, so often. So it was great to get her input, and she was amazing. Yeah, she just, I'm so glad that she had reached out to me and and was totally willing to come on and even brought the idea to us. And then if I were to pick someone, I mean, she's just really been, I mean, we have, we've been been in it together, been in it together for the long haul. And I have a couple clients where it's been like, we're pushing almost two years of like working together. And by that time, you just, you just, you're, you're close. And um, she's just someone who has a great, unique perspective, but she has great ideas and it's just been a pleasure and I wanted people to hear from her perspective of like if you aren't sure how to be as someone who's planning a wedding be a Chelsea yeah. <laughs> like you know like well, she's just got a great out- outlook on life which helps as well yes. so I, I really enjoyed yes. I'm, I'm hoping I can establish a friendship with her because I really enjoyed having her on so yeah. a couple of sponsor thank yous we're going to do uh, special thanks to Black Tie Events DJ Song List ACH Events and also the Phoenix Radio Network. If you want to check out our show, go to phoenixradio.net on the internet, and you can listen to it. It runs at uh, 3 o'clock every Wednesday Eastern Time and 12 noon Saturday and Sunday Eastern Time. Also, you can go to any podcast platform and just type in Wedding Pro Radio and listen to some of the great episodes Abby and I have up. We really enjoy doing this, and we love you guys tuning in. Also, if you have questions for us or if you're a vendor that wants to come on the show, please reach out to Abby and I. You can go to uh, get in touch with Abby at A-B-B-I-E, Abby at WeddingProRadio.com or me, R-I-C-H, Rich at WeddingProRadio.com. And uh, we'd enjoy hearing from you and hopefully having you on the show. So, Abby, um, great show today. Looking forward to coming back and doing another great episode. Um, and the next time we didn't get to talk about it, but next time uh, we can talk about your Jamaican vacation you just got back from. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're gonna we should totally have like a uh, have a little segment on honeymoons and stuff like that and planning that because I also have opinions on flying out the next day after your wedding or waiting a day and we talk about that. Yeah, that's great. So so we'll we'll <laughs> include that in the next episode, guys. And thank you guys for tuning in. And Abby and I will be back soon with more Wedding Pro Radio. <laughs>